Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Free delivery. And now, please. Last year, in 2018, the Postal Service handled about $6 billion, with a B, packages nationally. As long as we have a good address, which we verify to make sure that not just the zip code is right, but the address is right, we really make sure that every customer gets the best option and the best service. Upping the game. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Amazon, which is racing to deliver packages faster and faster, is turning to its employees with a proposition. Quit your job and we'll help you start a business delivering Amazon packages. Amazon, which is putting much of its focus on getting packages delivered quicker, whether it be by starting its own air cargo company or using drones, is now telling its employees, quit your job and Amazon will pay $10,000 in startup costs for those who want to start their own companies to deliver Amazon packages. The employees have to leave their jobs and be accepted into a program. They'll get three months of salary as well. The offer is open to most part and full-time Amazon workers. Amazon wants to rely less on UPS and the post office and instead on its own delivery drivers. Alex Stone, EBC News. So how are we going to do that? We asked two organizations charged with getting all of our stuff from A to B and quickly. Well, you know, really, obviously, as a 240-year organization, we've evolved over time, and really what's happened is customers have different expectations than maybe what they had five or ten years ago. Karen Mazurkowitz with the U.S. Postal Service on how they're adapting to the same-day, overnight, and next-day delivery push. So everybody's trying to meet those expectations, and uh, including the Postal Service, and you know, doing our best to make sure our customers are happy. How much of what you do is packages and shipping? Yeah, um, last year in 2018, the Postal Service handled about $6 billion, with a B, packages nationally. And it's really a growing business. Since about 20, 2007, our shipping and package volume has gone up about 85%. So again, you know, long before Amazon came on onto the scene, um, you know, the shipping has been an important um, growth product, and uh, so, of course, you know, we're reacting to those changes. Okay. And looking at people's expectations, has that changed uh, as along with uh, shipping? Because, you know, we've been saying all morning long it used to be that two-day shipping was amazing. Now it's the expectation. Yeah, well, it has in a, in a lot of fronts. I mean, and I think um, everybody's making each other better. You know, for example, tracking has become such an important part of the shipping business and making sure that it's transparent where your item is from uh, the time it enters into the mailing system to the time it's delivered. So, yeah, you know, there really has been a push internally um, because of greater uh, customer expectations for where their packages are, when they will be delivered, and how they're delivered. We talked to an independent shipper earlier this morning who told us, though, that people, his customers, still want the most inexpensive option. 
do you see that too at the Postal Service? Well, you know, yes and no. Um, you know, obviously we're a trusted organization, and sometimes that plays a big part in customers receiving items. Um, you know, as far as small businesses, we do have some advantages uh, that some of our competitors don't. For example, we don't have any surcharges, so you won't be charged for a residential delivery or gas surcharge or address change things, so things that are kind of in, inherent in our system. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it is, uh, I guess, a bottom line number when you're a business, but um, sometimes you have to look at exactly what you're paying to decide if really, you know, what you're paying is what you're paying. Because at the end of the day, sometimes that bill is a little bit more than what you thought. Would you describe how everything's changed over the past few years as being an extra stress on the Postal Service or a big boon to the Postal Service? Yeah, you know what? It's, like I said, it's an evolution. So um, we are adapting to more packages, and that means we're, we're buying machinery that handles the packages. Um, mail volume, you know, continues on a first-class mail basis to deteriorate incrementally each year. So um, it, it allows us to put our resources where the business is growing. But still, you know, that being said, we still handle a lot of mail, and we still go to 158 million delivery points six days a week. So, you know, the infrastructure is there. And, I th- you know, obviously that sounds like what Amazon is trying to, to build, an infrastructure. Well, we already have that infrastructure. We're, we're in our neighborhoods every day. Right. Uh, now, you deliver Amazon packages right now, right? The Postal Service? Yeah, we deliver a lot of for a lot of competitors. FedEx, UPS, Amazon, and private contractors show up at our at our post offices daily and drop packages and um, mail that we will deliver the last mile, as it's called. So, um, yeah, we are competitors, but we are also um, cooperative in trying to get people's items delivered. What happens though if Amazon doesn't use you anymore and they take that last mile themselves? That would be a loss of business, right? Well, sure. Well, just like it was a gain of business several years when we started getting more and more Amazon. And again, you know, there's a lot um, of other competitors in the market, and we will continue to adapt and and uh, um, and just go with the flow as as packages come from different mailers or um, or just from small businesses, like I said, which is kind of our our niche. You guys have the leg up when it comes to experience. You know, we're talking about uh, the Amazon proposal to have people kind of start their own shipping companies and small shipping businesses. But when you talk about the Postal Service, I mean, there's uh, something to be said for going to every house every day for the last uh, 200 years. Yeah, you know, exactly. And like I said, it's a, it's a, it's an evolving business. So we certainly didn't look the same as we did 20 years ago, 30 years ago, because um, customers' habits have changed, expectations have changed, and we continue to try to change with them and, and, and get a leg up. But, you know, really in every community just about, there is a small business there that is already doing this, and that's called your local post office. So you need to mail, you need to ship, you need to buy uh, products. Um, you know, they're already there and they're established, and they have the added bonus of giving that community identity with a zip code and um, are usually really well thought of in their community. So we're already there. Locally, here, and in markets across the country, independent shipping firms are out there and welcoming the new challenges being issued by Amazon and others. It is a, uh increasingly exciting, uh, for me, being a shipping nerd in a uh, fun way, uh, world for shipping. Andrew Nyhard is the owner of Lindhart Mini Ship in Hamburg. If you even go back, um, you know, 
15, 20 years before, uh, as the Internet was emerging, everybody was handwriting labels and taping them to packages. Uh, there was a barbaric sense, um, uh, not even that long ago, if you think about it. So to go from uh, where I'm uh, laying out to what you said, two day, to now one day, uh, it is changing quickly. Andy, what about your customers when they come into the store? Do they want the fastest shipping and they'll pay whatever it is for it? Or are they price shopping the shipping? That's a good question. I, uh, With me, to be clear, I am uh, what some people would call a carrier agnostic in, in the sense where we offer multi-carrier. So I offer UPS, FedEx, post office, DHL. We do a lot of freight shipping, so a lot of furniture from uh, grandma's house to somebody that lives out of town. Um, so we really are uh, unique in the sense when somebody comes in, what options that we provide them are, um, are, are out there. And to answer directly to that question, a lot of people are price shopping and they want the most inexpensive or the quote-unquote slow boat to China. So there is a difference between the individual and also the retailer in this conversation. You know, have you noticed a big shift in uh, the demands on smaller retailers and people who ship things through you? Are, are Is this kind of like a, a boon to the industry, this uh, expectation for shipping, or is it crushing people uh, having these demands put on them? It is certainly a challenge for the smaller retails to be able to compete with the bigger retails because we are talking about a billion-dollar industry here. And something to be noted is for a very long time, UPS and FedEx were the dominant factors. If you go back a little bit here for the people playing the home game, DHL is a uh, dominant international carrier. And a, uh, a couple moons ago, we'll say, uh, DHL was a delivery agent for domestic packages. And when they were involved in this equation, and why it's a interesting paradigm here, is they were able to give a reasonable competitive price point to the UPS and FedEx option. Now, the post office has a challenge in their degree with being a government-run industry but in the uh, past couple years, they've made huge strides to be competitive. So when a retailer in the smaller sense is looking at this, they are in a pain point of trying to compete. However, the more um, common Amazon is in this degree of being another delivery agent, it could actually be a great benefit for them because now they may get opportunities that they didn't have a couple months ago. So it, you know, could be a, a challenge in the beginning, but I think really it's going to be really kind of neutralizing that playing field. It sounds though that you might be in a good position here because you can offer the fast one day shipping if you need to, and you can also give customers what they want, that inexpensive option that they're looking for. Yeah, and I don't know if uh, everybody really knows uh, about me in my store in our industry. There's uh, over 10,000 stores across the country. So it's, if you're out and about traveling and it's a reasonable-sized city, there's a good chance that there's an independent shipping store in the area. So like my store, we offer over 40 to 50 different uh, very um, helpful services 
from your small package to your large package to printing to mailboxes. Uh, there's just a lot of opportunities. And when Amazon becomes more um, strong in the community and just in the nation, uh, yeah, we are going to be offering that in, in another way. So really anything that somebody brings me, as long as um, we have a good address, which we verify to make sure that not just the zip code is right, but the address is right, we really make sure that every customer gets the best option and the best service, and we really try to focus on the best and most consistent services so that there isn't any problems with that last mile, that last yard delivery. So go ahead, ship your pants in a timely fashion. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.